0: Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns.
1: All right, welcome in everybody to the podcast that is officially, folks, it's officially sweeping the nation. I say this every single week, but uh, thank you one and all for downloading, subscribing, commenting, telling friends, all that good stuff. Uh, I understand we just passed 100,000 downloads already this year here uh, on Podbean. Appreciate each and every one of you. That are getting the job done, getting the word out. Love to record more of these episodes for you. So, welcome to One Man's Opinion. I am Jeff manz You can find my work over at fantasyguru.com. We are less than a week away from the 2021 fantasy football draft guide dropping over there. Nothing like it in the world. Nobody does the work that we do coaching systems, offense coordinators, defensive coordinators, position coaches. Historical references, player evaluations. We do it all. Projections, rankings, offensive line breakdowns, IDP, defensive backs, folks. Get in right now. Fantasyguru.com is the place. We're also talking baseball over there 24 7. So, a VIP package gets you it all. Elitefantasy.com for all your daily fantasy sports needs. Including cash game breakdowns every single day by yours truly, GPP breakdowns every single day by our team, cheat sheets, lineup coaches, optimizer, projections, live streams. We got it for you over there, elitefantasy.com, all sports, elite sports betting for all your legalized sports betting needs as well. You can follow me on social media at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and of course, my favorite over on TikTok. All right, so uh, appreciate everyone. I wanted to start the show today by uh, talking about that a little bit. Really appreciate that it took us like six months last year, or well over six months last year. It took us almost eight months actually to get to the hundred thousand download mark um, on this podcast. So doing it in just under six, five and a half, really, really a good accomplishment. And I appreciate you guys, your patronage so damn much. It means the world to me as well so uh we got a big show planned for you today we're gonna mix it up this one's gonna be a lot of back and forth i could feel it already one of my favorite guests to have on one of the guys i work with over at the elite sports networks a good friend of mine for years and years and years it's the one and only cj kaltenbach everybody they call him the siege
0: what's up cj it didn't help things that uh, we, we started going at it like five hours ago. So <laughs> we, We've been at it all day already. I know. Right. Mixing it up
1: with our uh, mock draft. Speaking of the draft guide. I mean, that's, that's the mock draft. It's now the infamous mock draft, by the way, CJ, it's the infamous. Cause we're already uh, brawling over it. I love it personally. It's uh I I always feel that way, and I I know we'll get into this. You're a longtime guy. You've been in the fantasy sports industry for a long time. You're not afraid to get out there, state your opinion. It's one of the things uh, I tell people this all the time. Let's be honest; they probably say to you too, "How the fuck do you work with that guy? How do you work with that guy?" I really I I like it. I like the fact I respect about you. you. You state your opinion, and it's really it's not a skip. It's not Skip Bayless. It's not bullshit. And I feel like there's so much bullshit within our space so much that I like it. And I like non-conventional thinking as well. So even though like with our fantasy football arguments, even though you, know, you and I are going back about what the fuck was it? Uh, oh, Denver. I love the fact that we're arguing about the right things because you didn't tell me uh, his 40 yard dash score, blah, blah. You're talking about Pat Shermer. We're talking, we're arguing about that. I feel like we're arguing about the right things, even though we disagree.
0: Yeah. And uh, the funny thing is it's a player that I actually love long-term too. So it's one of those things. It's just like, all right, I need you to just suck this year and then I need (laughs) to be good in 2022 and beyond. Yes, you
1: are. You already—is
0: it like you've already dug in? Like Javante
1: Williams, by the way, is the guy I drafted him in the fifth round, which uh, it caught uh, CJ's uh, ire a little bit. There, um, poked the bear a little bit, and I, we went back and forth. You
0: made fun of this. Kyle Pitts first, in my defense. You start. You, you did you, I?
1: Uh, I did. Well, you started, you started you, by making fun of Kyle Pitts. You don't have Kyle Pitts, have Kyle Pitts in this draft. Oh, oh, you said. You said right, what am I going to do? Said.
0: I can't take Kyle Pitts.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's right. Well, you were, you're taking Kyle Pitts number one in dynasty leagues and stuff like that. So I was curious going in when I, I am secretly, you know me well enough by this time, CJ. Where I, I am like a stealth. I know everybody's tendencies, even though I play it off pretty well and try to predict. I know when somebody's in on a guy. And I like, there's nothing like shaking the cage a little bit and throwing them off the, the beaten path. And I thought, I was curious how you would handle, this is just a mock by the way, but it's a redraft type of mock draft. It's not a dynasty league where you were taking pits. Number one, how much lower are you on pits in a
0: non-dynasty format? Had I not taken Kittle, had Kittle not fallen me in the third, I probably would have taken him in the fourth over Julio. Okay. Okay. But there once Kittle followed me late three, they just, you know, I'm not going to pass up that value. So, um, you know, th- that's the other beauty part of fantasy football is you can play a bunch of teams. You're not required to only play one team. And uh, so I'll just make sure I have Kyle Pitts elsewhere. You uh,
1: I'm sure I have confidence in you doing that. So it was the Javante Williams gate, I guess. And it was a fifth round pick for me. What I didn't tell you or the staff in our DM messages back and forth is that I was going to take them in the third. And that's true story. That's real. I mean, I, again, I think he's the best running back since Saquon. I think he's probably the best running back I've ever uh, um, analyzed in my life outside of Saquon Barkley coming out of school. That's how good. That's how high I am on uh, Javante Williams. So
0: this reminds me of Derrick Henry versus Lashawn McCoy from like five years ago, when they mm-hmm. took Derrick Henry and everyone was like, "Oh, Derrick Henry's gonna win the job. Derrick Henry's gonna win the job." And everyone knows Derrick Henry's the better running back, but it takes a lot to overcome and to take over a starter role in the NFL at running back. The coaches mm. are going to love their veterans. They love their old Wiley veterans. And if Melvin Gordon has a good first few weeks, it's what just hard will. to see how he gets number one status until midseason.
1: See, that's, the, I mean, that's why I love these arguments because I, I was telling people on XM today, I said, yeah, what CJ doesn't realize is I'm already in September mode. Like, I, I've already – I've done all this stuff. I've got everything ready to go. I'm sitting at my keyboard like, oh, please say it. Oh, you're going to say it. I love it because, you know, I, I'm ready to go. In the first three games, go look at the Broncos first three games, they're absolutely amazing. It's Jets, Giants, and Jaguars. Um, they're gonna get out to a hot start. So
0: I So then how the hell is Javante Lives gonna get the guy, the gig?
1: Oh, I have I've got Melvin Gordon the next round, by the way. So well, I, I saw I, that I, and I yeah. called it a good pick. Yeah, I predict I thought you were fucking around with me. I thought you were kidding. Um, Whoa. that's how I do running backs though, anyway. I, I always handcuff that that's my way. There when I go into a draft, there are only 10 to 12 Teams in which I would consider a running back. I am I don't running backs are again, these are all my chess pieces that they don't really matter. There's very few difference makers. I thought Javante Williams was one going into the draft though. Um, like Saquon Barkley, like those type of guys. The rest is all scheme based and opportunity based. So I only have 12 teams to choose from anyway. I'm not going to go and I'm not drafting a Washington running back like Gibson. Like he doesn't exist, would never exist. It's not possible for me. I'm never going to go there. I draft by setup and by scheme only. So, um, you know, Denver's definitely one of those that I I like, especially at a value San Francisco being another, when we get those kind of values, I I just dig it greatly.
0: I just can't stay, you know, maybe I'm being stubborn. But Mm -hmm. when you lead the league in second and long rush attempts by like 30% over the next highest team, I just – Look at their quarterback. There's nothing more that you can do to self-sabotage your team than run on second and long. It's like the number one thing you could do if you're trying to lose.
1: Some would say to run on first and 10 is not an ideal setup either. But you're right. You're not wrong on that. It's bad play calling for sure. But as I pointed out in our conversation, like the – uh, Pat Shermer history there, especially with rookie running backs is pretty sure I mean, if you think
0: Devante Williams is Saquon, then I'm, I'm yep. not, you know, I'm not going to talk you off this ledge. If you think he's Saquon yeah. or Dalton I said, And, then- and
1: fairness, is like, this is, and those who listen to the podcast can go back three, four episodes to the NFL draft stuff. This, I was saying this pre-draft. This wasn't like, oh, now he's in Denver and I'm super excited. No, I, I felt that him landing in Denver was sort of a neutral. There was situations where it would have been, I honest to God, like... I would have gone third round on him. That's oh, how there, there's I,
0: situations that I would have taken him in the third round. If he had made it. And I hate rookie running backs. I hate yeah. them with a passion. Like yeah. I, I'm not disagreeing with your player analysis. I just hate the landing spot more than you. Yeah. that's. And there it's, we go. Five minutes in and we've already, we've yeah, already we, completely gone off the rails.
1: We are off the rails as well. We got a lot to talk about here with CJ Colton by the way, am I the only person that calls you CJ in the industry? At least. I don't know uh, why I just, for some
0: reason I've got, I'm, Can I, I be I, honest, Jeff? In this mock draft, about five times I've seen the, the Siege on there, and I swear to God, I've almost changed it to my name. Like oh, yeah. I don't know why. It's, it never really bugs me. Mm-hmm. But in this mock, like you know what? I'm actually going to – do I have editing privileges? I'm going to change it right now. Oh, it's I see it. Me, yeah, yeah, you're moving. <laughs> it, it really has been bugging me ever since yeah, I it saw is. it. And I was like, yeah. F it. I'm going to change it right now.
1: Do Now, I want to talk about that. So where did that – where did – I mean, your name is CJ, I know there's obviously stands for something and, and all that, but like, is it just because your name is CJ, it sounds like siege is is that how the whole siege thing came about? Yeah, pretty much. Okay.
0: People nice. were lazy, didn't want to say two syllables, so they tried to figure out a way to make it one
1: and then and it and, stuck. And the rest of the system, when did that start? Was it as a kid or oh, college? College, yeah yeah okay well.
0: i kind of liked it too and i was like well it's better than a lot of the other dumb nicknames you can have so.
1: oh yeah I, uh, my ass face and stupid face and smelly and like the people call me all kinds of shit so none of it is very nice so rocky dennis for me <laughs> no my mine was woman's when i was like at, like junior high and high school when they want to make fun of me i was like jeff woman's that was the thing that that was and i'm like yeah oh. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. You know, I, I could, I could accept that. It's a, it's a decently clever nickname uh, back in the day. Uh, I want to talk about your journey a little bit. We'll get into some modern stuff, guys. We'll talk a little NBA w- with the siege here. We'll talk some baseball, definitely some more football on the way as well, but take us back a little bit here. Siege um, growing up. Are you, I
0: know you're in Missouri area, St. Louis area. Now, is that where you grew up or were you out East? I was Boston. So yeah. I, I lived in the Boston suburbs. It's why I'm a Boston guy. Um, why no accent then? Because I've lived in the Midwest for like over a decade now. I don't know. Like when I go home, it comes out. It's funny. Like really? in Boston, like, yeah, it just, it'll come out. Like it'll probably take me like half an hour maybe or a drink <laughs> or both. Coffee. And it'll just start coming out. Like it always was there, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. People just like, didn't like it in the Midwest. So I just try to like hide it, I guess. I don't know.
1: Oh, a chameleon um it, so grow up in boston uh are you a big boston area sports fan then Die as hard, a kid yeah. like life death yeah so was were you a patriots fan back in there because like i contend that there were no patriots fan before like 19 or t- the year 2000 basically yeah
0: i mean I, they Didn't were exist. terrible but like i was a football guy but like they were just so bad i mean you wouldn't you you would like root for them and then they lose by 25 and you're like oh yeah that's right we right
1: yeah, because I, like I never, I grew up in Chicago, and it was always a fascinating team to me because I'm like, what's New England? I don't even i don't even get it like i don't know what this means how many where is it based is it states i don't i don't know what i it was one of those franchises we just completely disregarded like it doesn't exist New, it's new england I, i don't know what that is and um you know when the bears beat the patriots in the super bowl that was we're like oh yeah these guys are just bottom feeders and then next thing you know yeah, I'm an adult and they're the biggest dynasty in, uh, in football history, which is wild. Thank you, Bill Belichick for that. Uh, so you're, you play, are you playing sports as a kid? What, what was your favorite sport? I mean, you cover everything.
0: You're into like formula one
1: racing and shit. Don't What's your favorite sport growing up?
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, I love playing baseball the most. I mm-hmm. always loved playing baseball. Um, I probably like, I was better at tennis And Mm -hmm. I just, and honestly, like I've kind of, if I could go back in time, I probably would have given up baseball sooner Uh and played. I was really good at it back then. And tennis. I was so good. Like I, I, I was, I had real game um, Mm -hmm. back then, but I I probably didn't give up baseball soon enough. Like I could have probably played at a decent level in college had I just committed to it a couple of years earlier. That's probably my biggest regret. If I could go back and do one thing over, I would give up baseball sooner. And be like, you're actually really good at this tennis thing. Like, try it.
1: Yeah. don't man. Why do you-
0: baseball's so much fun, Jeff. Look, Ugh. it's so
1: much fun. Well, it used to be.
0: Well, I, I mean, mean to play. I mean, to so play.
1: It, it. I don't even know if it is anymore, man. I really don't, because like my my son just isn't into it, into baseball. You know, he is the biggest sports fan in the world. You know, he was in our uh, our NCAA pool. He loves that he, every day. He's he's yelling at me right before we went live here about Lance McCullers going on the DL. Who to pick up? Like he's all about it. But baseball, he loves basketball. Loves football. He, he likes hockey, even though we don't skate, obviously, around here in Arizona or anything like that. He just likes action. Baseball, I feel like that's the one sport I kind of push him more than I have to push him into anything else. Where It's just not a lot of action. I loved it. It was my favorite sport my whole life, CJ. So I don't know if we're just from a different era and people crave action more than they did before. But um, but you also like, think about it, like get hit with a baseball, like that's something that it's happened several times on my son's teams where a kid get hit the head and he had to be you know, brought to the hospital before. Like you see a lot of weird stuff like that. You think, Oh yeah, these are like kind of dangerous weapons. When you really think about a bat and a ball, pretty dangerous.
0: Yeah. I, I, it's funny. I was actually looking the other day. I was just like, I wonder if there's any like adult leagues I can go play. Like I just miss it. I really, no. even like softball, I just miss it. Oh, they're
1: around our dudes. Yeah, yeah, there's Anderson a big one out here. Down, yeah. so. Oh, nice. Yeah, my nephews actually play. They, they've played for a year. I make fun of them. I don't know. Dude, I'm done. Like my athletic, psh, done. I I declared it, especially when I hit 40. I'm like that. It was great. It was fun. I love playing sports, but I'm officially done because I got nothing. <laughs> like compared to what I use. I, I, I'm done. Uh, I'm just too too far gone. But uh, so baseball, your favorite sport growing up then?
0: yeah absolutely
1: all right and that's a red Sox fan all that good stuff
0: uh 2003 i literally went through so i had like a bunch of like my parents foolishly had like all the spare like radios Mm -hmm. in my room Mm -hmm. and so after game seven aaron fucking boone i could swear on this right
1: yeah yeah okay good
0: Aaron fucking Boone I literally (laughs) was like crying listening to WEI anyone who knows Boston back in the day knows WEI and literally like could not sleep I was so like wow I am I don't know what I was at the time like 13 14 I was like great I got another 70 years of this cursed thing like we're never gonna win and it was just my parents would just come in take one radio away I just find the next one didn't sleep at all I was so distraught. Wait, wait, you're telling me you're only 13 or 14 and I'm trying to figure it out. I I'm Jesus to, I'm, Christ. If you're no, that no, it's young, it's going to be it's good grief. I that. thought you were was, a little closer to me. Like, no, good 16, God. 16. Uh, it must have uh, been 16. I okay. Was, it was my sophomore year of high school. <laughs> yeah. I think, and I think we won my, I think we won the world series, my junior year of high school. I think that sounds that great.
1: was the O four four team. That was just the miraculous down. trio oh, comes it, all Nothing the way happened.
0: Past. And the, the, the city shut down for like, we, yeah. uh, nothing happened. I, I, couple days we played xbox uh-huh. instead of just like because the teachers were all hung over as shit probably yeah. i've now realized <laughs> since then but yeah. in the moment i was just like oh this is cool no one slept this is a good idea right you know,
1: everyone's been awake for 48 straight hours after winning the series breaking the curse and uh i mean just the oh, way I mean, they just did the it
0: david roberts dealing second like even before we got to that point you know oh yeah
1: that that was the game four right that, yeah game four, that, down the yeah right man that's a miracle I I, I mean for you is that the best sports memory ever for you or I mean has it gotten any better than that first real world series I guess the Patriots were right before that so I mean Uh, I don't know I I,
0: I, I, had too many people starting to run the ball to first and not like throwing it right away I literally thought I was gonna have a heart attack at like Uh. 16 like (laughs) just get the ball to the
1: bleeping back oh keith fall kim of the nasty changer he was a former white sock guy because for me you guys won 04. for me it was 05. and like i was old enough at that point was like uh, 28 years old or something but i i knew in 2005 i said i need to soak this in for everything i went to every postseason game that year at home uh we we did the tailgate we did everything right and i watched the game with my mom the game four in the world series all that because i i knew like this is it it'll never happen in my lifetime stunned it happened you know it had been 88 years at that point i knew as a white Sox fan that it was we were never going back and uh, i'm happy i soaked it all up because uh here we are what 16 years later team looks good this year but I know how it'll end eventually. It'll never happen. These you got to cherish these memories, Siege. I think you got spoiled with Boston. Boston in your teams.
0: I mean, yeah, we've had a title run the last twenty years. It's be like, wait, we don't win every other fourth year. What the <laughs> hell is this? Yeah. I mean, we well, all least... this hate pa- between the Patriots, the Bruins, the Celtics. Yeah, it was a good run.
1: How are you personally handling the Celtics right now?
0: I just, you... I, I, Jeff, I didn't watch any of the game last night.
1: No, none no, of no, it. They're down two Not, 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 not one right second, now. Jeff. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, it was over. As soon as we beat the Wizards, it was over. I yeah. wanted us to lose. I was yeah. dead set. I was like, lose this game. Like at right. least you could have a chance against Philly. You're drawing dead against Brooklyn. Just drawing straight dead. Right. Like why well, I, I still awful. I wish we had tanked the game. I really wish we had tanked the game. I really do.
1: Well, it's, uh, you know, I'm talking about my son and we're out here in Phoenix. Now nah, I'm still a bulls fan. I always have my Chicago roots, but you know, the Suns are, are doing real well. They won game one, but I was trying to caution my son I said, no, NBA is not going to let this happen. You don't understand. But if they were to beat the Lakers Suns have a legitimate chance. I I don't think Denver uh, can do it. I think they could beat Denver. I think they can beat, um, just anybody else. Dallas, in the West. the, the Dallas, Clippers
0: being down 0-2 really has opened up the West. If yeah. uh, the if the Lakers if somehow lose two, the mm-hmm. West is wide open.
1: Exactly, and I, would well, love, I don't time, think the I Lakers are losing either. Love I don't think they will either. That's why I wasn't that excited after Game One. But it's one of those things. You want the momentum. You want to meet. You want the the series. You want to meet the best team in the conference finals like that because you want some momentum going into that game. Cause that way, when you you're down one Oh or Oh one Oh two, you don't feel like it's over because you, you know what it takes to win. You've won eight games already in the previous series. You know, you, you, there's just a little more momentum going into it than getting going up against the uh, trying to slay the dragon in the very first round. To me, that's, that's a tough road to hoe. Uh, all right. So, you know, we're talking about, you growing up and you're in the Boston area and everything else. Eventually you go to my favorite school, which is my dream school, Notre Dame. I, I grew up on the South side of Chicago. I grew up right around the corner from uh, then Comiskey park and all that as an Irishman, uh, my grand, all my grand, all four grandparents from Ireland as well. Uh, you know, My parents were first generation. And so it was a, it was a big deal. And I remember when, as a teenager, eventually my brother brought me and my dad to uh, to that to a Notre Dame game. And I mean, Saturday afternoons, man, at the man's household, you did not you watched Notre fucking Dame football. That's what you did. There was not a noise in the house. My mom would go out with my sister. They would leave. My dad would sit there and watch, and I would just kind of sit and watch him. What was it like going to Notre Dame? And I mean, was that a school you had always wanted to go to? I mean, uh, it turns out you're a pretty smart guy, Siege.
0: I wouldn't say I always wanted to, but I, it was one of those things. As soon as I walked on campus, like I had a feel like I did a pretty extensive college tour. I knew mm-hmm. I didn't really want to do Boston. So, like, most of my life was like Boston, Boston College, Harvard. Um, and then I just realized that, like, I kind of wanted to get away from the area. Um, mm-hmm. I just thought it would be best for me. To kind of just have like a unique college experience, not like going home all the time and all that. Like I just needed to be me, and I, I walked on campus and I knew within five minutes I was like, all right, if I get in, I'm going. Like it right. was pretty quick. Um, I mean, it did. I I, stick, I stuck around a little longer than that, but it was pretty clear. I was just like, yeah, this is this is meant for me.
1: Are you a academic by heart? Like, is that was that always your thing? I mean, always good grades all through school, all that good stuff
0: yeah I, I mean i i'm the idiot of the family um, really yeah two brothers and sisters i don't even know this yeah i have a younger brother who's okay. like he got all the the smart genes um <laughs> i mean I, I did all right myself I don't get me wrong but yeah I, I was always one by like nature but mm. i don't know i wouldn't call myself like a nerd either um i just i like sports too much um I have too much competitiveness to just be like that sort of thing. So I I was smart, but I definitely always was a little too competitive, I'd say, to call myself a nerd.
1: And you're technically, I don't know where your licensing stands right now, but you're an attorney technically by trade, correct?
0: Still still licensed, yeah, actually. I was thinking about that earlier when I was thinking that this was going to come up. It's like I've got to go do my – anyone who's a lawyer knows – cles are literally the worst and i just realized i have to do some more this year so
1: you oh, do what do you do like what were you studying? like what branch of law did you go into what so was i thought you, i was gonna obvious. do
0: patent law or dui defense Ooh, like i thought okay. those were clearly like the you know i'm just coming money makers engineer. yeah i was a chemical engineer by degree um at notre dame so mm-hmm. like those were the two most obvious fits either get into the science of the patents um, or the science of the DUI, you know, the alcohol content, the breathalyzer, everything else that goes along with that. Yeah. Um, that's what I was planning. That's what I wanted to do. It's what I was planning on doing. Uh, fate had a different idea
1: that my daughter is tech, is uh, second year uh asu which technically she's entering her third year because she's got the credits so she's allowed to take a pre-law class finally uh, finally she's only been in one year but she took so much summer school what is an attorney nowadays if you were just starting out and if you wanted to go into law what do you think is the the best branch of law to go into right now because she's thinking like family law uh, real estate, stuff like that, where she's big with contracts and things like that.
0: I mean, contract law, there's always going to be contracts, right? So th- those aren't going out of style anytime soon. As sad as it is to say, I would tell people, there's still a shit ton of money in DUI. <laughs> <There> <laughs> people is. still get drunk and they still drive drunk.
1: Yep. So and
0: I'm, bluntly, I don't see that going anywhere anytime soon.
1: And they need defense majorly and they need it quick and it's always and basically can charge... you want expensive as hell to yeah yeah but it's mandatory because you have to because everybody needs to drive and you can't be without your license if if it gets fucked up so uh yeah i could see that deal with that you could we keep you guys in business just around the uh, elite sports headquarters i'm pretty sure if imagine we did have an office um be a profitable sports bar and DUI law firm right down the street, unfortunately. Uh, so, hopefully, there'll be an Uber, like an Uber
0: stand for the yeah. company. They'll just sit outside and just be that's, like, all right, next.
1: Dude, that's the thing, man. The drive, I've done plenty of bad things in my day, but the invention of Uber and Lyft has just ease all of any thought of ever driving while drinking or doing any other substances man i'm like thank god for that you just i wish it had been around in
0: college no I shit would have just right
1: oh, yeah. yeah i wish it was around a high school college fucking my old life when i was 13 and driving law school to be, law school, my school was the
0: worst mm. i mean i thought we i thought we drank in undergrad law school was whew.
1: Yeah, good. But what's your uh, what's the law school story for Mu Siege? What's your what's the drunkest you've ever been?
0: Uh god, what's the actually, worst it,
1: Siege drunk story? or just the worst Siege drunk story?
0: Oh, it definitely, I mean, the, the worst drunk
1: Siege story, you don't have you don't have like you know, it people. actually oh, might
0: have been actually right before FSTA in Las Vegas that Sunday night. I was pretty. <laughs> um i was out there with uh at, at, with uh the guys at fantasy cruncher and oh, we God. got we got a table at um actually we ended up getting two tables so we had a table originally and then we decided to upgrade to like the the suite inside of the sports uh, the sports bar in the um palazzo the uh-huh. um, name's escaping me Like East Legassi's.
1: Oh, Lagasse's Stadium Yeah, yeah Yeah,
0: so everyone had There was a minimum And we fit, we yeah. met the first minimum Then we when we moved We had to set a second minimum Yeah Yeah, I was whew,
1: Boy Boy, man Yeah, it was
0: not good <laughs> Not um, good Got into some Twitter fights Oh, nice uh, Yeah Jesus And uh, yeah, it was I had I had everything You could possibly need To help with the hangover Like I had Pedialyte I had water I uh-huh. had Advil I did it all somehow at like yeah. six in the morning. And it's still, it's just like a miserable 24 hours.
1: I love the fact that you're getting drunk and getting into Twitter fights. And we have, to, we will talk about Twitter trolling and fights here in, in a little bit. Cause there's a lot, you're the king of that. You're like, you're always in a battle. It's it probably, I, you know, I've
0: been better this year, Jeff. Yeah, There's been like six Twitter wars and I've been involved in none of them. You've been, a,
1: you've had at least one or two are you kidding me Every time, not yeah. really. i
0: call war i call a couple skirmishes but i wouldn't well, say it was
1: a war well, i agree i see i agree with that but i still nevertheless people wait, i don't know why people do this by the way guys if you're listening i don't need to know when somebody's in a twitter fight like okay good they're in a twitter fight i i am so done with that like it's beyond my Did i can't you do it a couple months ago too I mean, it dep- I get pulled into things anymore. I don't start things. That's the thing about – I was saying this about Twitter, Sejan. I want to get into how you broke into DFS to start with, but especially being an attorney, like what the fuck are you doing here? Um, but with, that's the thing with social media and Twitter specifically. I feel that you know when the DFS Twitter, when we were starting out, when, every, when Twitter was getting big, I felt like we all had conversations all the time. Like we would talk. Everybody, everybody was sort of talked. Talk, and yeah, it got spirited at times. But it, it's turned into absolutely just it's deplorable. Where you cannot have like you and I have a disagreement about Javante Williams, and that means we have to be mortal enemies by Twitter law. That's nobody has conversations. Nobody points out facts. It's goes personal instantaneously and people just go to the fucking moon over that's that
0: society in general jeff that's not just yeah. dfs twitter that's the same yeah oh, it's prob- last time there was a substantive conversation anywhere on this planet
1: god damn you're probably right i mean that's it, i guess social media is the way we communicate so much anymore but uh, you're probably right with that it's just to me in this space like i'm off twitter i'm not off i'm on it but I'm not like I throw stuff out there and, you know, I'll put something out there or whatever. And, you know, if there's somebody comes back that wants to have a conversation and disagree, agree, great. Otherwise, I'm just not in. I'm not going to fight. I am not fighting over fucking uh, whether Jacob DeGrom should have thrown more pitches last night. You know, I'm just throwing it out. I don't, I don't, I, just, I think he should have. I don't even know if I do, but I'm just stating that. I'm thinking that's it like you're not going to convince me otherwise and if you do you could bring up points don't start saying go fuck your mother what 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 the fuck are you talking about yeah you suck you know that's why everybody's leaving your company that's what i get all the time like what the
0: fuck people like what makes people what do you think it is why is our society like this jeff why is it that like they leave us and we didn't want them back
1: I oh yeah I don't know well that's what I say uh I've said that I've been public about that and I've never been more miserable than I was probably uh, it's a little over a year ago you've been with us over a year now right uh closing in on a year yeah yeah a year and and all that I want to get into that story too but yeah I, I get it all the time oh that's why this was our uh, it's like no nothing you don't understand things have never been better it really is you don't I know what it looked like. And that's a, I think maybe that's the social media part that I don't like. See, just there's, it's all about posturing. Everybody's people with agendas. Pretends. People had yeah. agendas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about uh, there's uh, uh, influencers and all that. I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm, that shit is like five years ago. Like, who the fuck looks at somebody saying, hey, you really need to, you really need to drink this apple juice. This apple juice. And everyone knows you're selling it. Why? And don't believe that they actually like the fucking apple juice. They're trying to sell you something because whatever apple juice conglomerate came to them and said, I'll give you $1,000 to promote this uh, on Twitter. And that that's what it is. Everybody's got an agenda. Everybody. And, it, and it's really gotten nauseating. And it's bad in fantasy too because there are no conversations. There are no discussions. It's just you versus me. It's us. You know, somebody's got to fight at every single point and uh I'm, I'm not here for i'm not interested in any of it siege
0: yeah i'm uh, i'm trying do you feel to that cut
1: way that. is it different is it different i mean you're the king you get mixed up you still mix it up and stuff like that and i actually credit you for it i really do because i just i don't have the energy anymore
0: i'm like, pretty sick of it but there's certain there's certain hot buttons if you press like yeah i'm gonna try to rip your head off <laughs> You're just
1: going to go for it no matter what. You're, yeah,
0: it's yeah. like there's certain things that like you can say that are true. I'm like, whatever, mm-hmm. that's fine. And then there's certain things you can say that are not true, and it's just like, nah. You can say whatever you want that's true. Go ahead. I, Lord knows I'm not perfect. But you mm-hmm. try to like make shit up. <laughs> well, luck. isn't it? But uh, what about opinions, though? I mean, that's the thing. What we deal with on a – By the a, way, when the uh, hell I, do I get to take a damn victory lap on Jason Tatum? Huh? I get oh, murdered. Murdered! two three years about jason tatum oh he's nothing he won't be good you've got to trade him for an anthony davis max contract and you're delusional mm-hmm. and now he's basically fucking kevin durant light oh. like come on when do i get the win when well, uh, i was there before anybody else
1: listen well maybe I,
0: danny Ainge, but that's about it i follow
1: at the siege s-e-i-g-e d-f-s and I, I to me you've taken plenty of jason tatum victory laps
0: well, he's really fucking good, and I got murdered for it. Murder,
1: <laughs> uh, murder.
0: I was told I should never be allowed to comment on the ba- on the NBA again. How about those people that couldn't figure mm, out that Jason Tatum was good? You should never be allowed to comment again. Clearly, that, you can't evaluate anything. with crap?
1: Don't you? I th- you're you're hitting on something that I actually really believe in. I I think there are certain topics and certain takes that should really people should be discredited, or there should be like a meter on their social media or whatever and say, when they, when they're so fucking wrong, like there's being wrong on a player. We've all been wrong on a player. I've been wrong on a player. I'm sure I'll be wrong on players this year, but there's levels to it. When you, when you know, you're selling complete and utter bullshit. One of those, I think you and I are on the same page, but I'm never sure is Clyde Edwards Hilaire last year. Like he went all the way up and I saw you reference this uh, in our, uh, our little behind the scenes chat that he moved up to like fifth or sixth overall. And I was screaming, fucking screaming that this is craziness. This is crazy. It's one thing to pick a guy in the fifth round. I can recover from that, no problemo. Fourth round, first round, fifth overall pick, when you've got guys like Alvin Kamara and Nick Chubb and everybody else that were hanging out there, to draft Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, to me was, that you should almost be disbarred for that.
0: It was, yeah, it definitely was malpractice. It, it's just and it, it wasn't like we had never seen this before with Kansas City running backs. The year before, everybody took Damian Williams in the first second round turn. I'm like, what are you doing? He's in a timeshare. And yeah. he sure enough was in a timeshare. And then they draft someone else. And they're like, oh, now he won't be in a timeshare share. Andy Reid has had timeshares basically in his entire career, unless he's unless it's Brian Westbrook. And I'm sorry, CEH, who was 5'10 and undersized. No one had going in the first round. You're not Brian Westbrook.
1: Yeah, he's like five eight. I mean, he's even smaller than that. And I think, I mean, and then he had this huge first game, and that—that's one of those where I sat back with a big old cigar and a shit smile, gun. and you're just like, I'm gonna have to fade this crap for a month. I know exactly what's happening here. I knew exactly, especially late in that game where he couldn't punch it in from the goal line. They gave him like four or five opportunities, could not get it in. I knew I'm like, ah-ha-ha. and Andy knows it. Everybody knows it. There's something not good right here th- those kind of takes tim tebow takes uh johnny manzel like th- johnny manzel back in like whatever it was 2014 i said i will i would have left sports if he would have been good at the nfl level i would have that was it and i meant it and i would have i told al williams a Fantasy alarm at the time if this guy has a good career i'm fucking out i'm out i don't deserve anything i will leave the fucking world and I'll go clean garbage cans or some bullshit. That's what I'll do if I'm wrong on this. That's how certain I was of that one. So there's just certain players at certain times that, you know, that you just can't be that wrong about. You know, when it's that. It's one thing to underperform or whatever. There's another thing to disintegrate in a year.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was impressive. Like, just – and by the way, his biggest supporter – um, got a ten-year, hundred-million-dollar uh, contract to uh, run a franchise. After that,
1: who? Uh, Manziel or John Teele? Gruden? Oh, oh biggest right. draft-day
0: yeah. supporter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ten okay. years, hundred million.
1: Jesus Christ, it's unbelievable. I um, mean, I did the study over FantasyGuru.com going into the NFL draft about the, all the GMs, and I did uh, general manager, player personnel director, director of college scouting. I went through all thirty-two teams and where who they've drafted and who has worked out. It was 31.6% hit rate as a at league average 31.6 that. And then fantasy people sit here and people will hit me up on Twitter. Like this guy's an NFL GM. He's more qualified than you. I will tell you guys, and I've said it before, bring it the fuck on. I'll put up my, everything I've got to beat 31.6. I'm not saying I'm guaranteed to do it. Not say it's going to be easy to do it, but I could thirty. If that's the benchmark, count me in. And by the way, in fantasy, um, I don't care where a player is really drafted because if you if our bar is thirty one point six percent hit rate, and that's what we're aiming for to duplicate that in fantasy, then um, I, I think we're doing it all wrong, Siege.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, but people expect you to have a 75% hit
1: rate, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. We we're supposed to be 75-80, but that, you know, NFL, they're better than us, but they're at 31%. It just doesn't does not work that way. And again, if you're Mickey Loomis, you hit 50%. I mean, that's wonderful to see why the Saints are constantly winners and constantly bringing in good great content, great uh contributors to that team, but um I digress. Let, let's be, let's rewind a little bit. We're talking CJ Kaltenbach, this siege here on one man's opinion. I want to talk about how'd you, when did you decide if you, uh, you played
0: fantasy your whole life, a fantasy yeah, sports growing up was football. Your first fantasy sport where you playing yeah. baseball. It was fantasy football. Then I, I got, into, I got into fantasy baseball, probably like sooner than most, but um, you know, wasn't very good at it. Mm. Um, what about hoops? Did you play fantasy hoops at all, or no? No, I I still just can't quite like best ball hoops. I can get into, but I just can't get into. Like I'm in Ricky's dynasty league, and I just got crushed, and I'm just like,
1: really? (laughs) Yeah,
0: just like I was like, why did I sign up for this again in a COVID year? And I was like, that that was that wasn't the greatest idea in the world.
1: Um, it's real difficult. I won my first fantasy basketball championship, and I thank you for it too, you Ricky uh a couple others around the industry that i sought advice from um first time my son and i did a team we did a draft and you know sort of he basically managed to just asked me who do i start here what do i do here and then i'd text you or ricky or uh somebody smarter than i am in basketball but i won the championship it's the first one since 2001 so um yeah i was pretty pumped up about that at least, at least you didn't
0: get to white Sox levels drought
1: no shit uh well 88 years no not quite that's it I I have more passion I get made fun of in my circles all the time for I, I dig the NBA I'm watching the NBA a little bit I, I I you know it's I grew up in Chicago I'm spoiled with Jordan and Pippen those Bulls teams granted but you know there's a long time I went without NBA and after the Donaghy and the referee scandal I was really mentally and emotionally checked out of it but i've gotten back into it i I think there's some true superstars in the game right now the greatest shooting class i've ever seen in my fucking life you start looking at what steph does and dame lillard does and geez it's it's mind-boggling how these guys can shoot the the basketball but i'll start i'm feeling nba is there an nba surge here in your opinion
0: siege yeah there definitely is i I think is it gonna overtake baseball because baseball's falling down like it's you know, nowhere close yet. I, I think the, I think basketball has a competitiveness problem. They're going to have a rough year or two.
1: Yeah. Like the
0: tanking this year, and the set was just so egregious and they don't have a good solution to it yet. So until they figure that out, I think they're going to kind of hit a plateau. Yeah. Um, like They're trying to do this mid season tournament. I don't think the players are going to go for that. So I, I think you're going to kind of see a little bit of a lull here in the NBA mm-hmm. until they can figure out the resting thing. Cause I, it, it definitely is an issue. And like, honestly, like, I just don't care about basketball right now. Like I know it's the playoffs. playoffs? I just, really? I just haven't, I just huh? haven't been able to turn it back on. Like Maybe I just, I turned it off. off and I just haven't really been able, to, I'm sure as lot of it's because my Celtics are just drawing dead because of injuries, yeah. but I just haven't been able to turn it back on. And I see people talking about it and I'm like, you know, they're like talking about this great game and I got two hockey games on my TV. Right. So <laughs> Are you more of a hockey fan? Are you, are you than NBA? I like, I like playoff hockey. I think it's the best of the playoff sports. And so, you know, we, we got Todd, and it's like I'm always sweating something. So. Todd
1: Cordell out in lead sports betting is just a monster.
0: Yeah, so, I you know, it certainly helps that, like, I always have some money on it. But mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, playoff hockey, there's nothing like a double overtime hockey game where it's like you, you can blink and you're going to miss it.
1: Hockey was my, I've told the story many times, my second uh fantasy sport ever started in 1991 i've always been a big hockey fan i love it. i think playoff hockey is fantastic too so uh, i'm on board with that and you're right the tanky the tanking's a problem though in all sports hockey did it this year fucking football uh does it probably least of all sports really but baseball did it september the call-ups and just disintegrating pitching staffs uh, I think sports in general there needs to be rules especially if they expect us to watch all these games to pay and buy tickets for these games late in the season you got to give us some sort of product otherwise give us refunds and I'm sure these leagues are not prepared to do that but how did you get into DFS then what you know how did that because that's where you and i Start a met adventure. What year did, do you remember our first meeting at all? First time? Yes,
0: it, it took me. I, again, I had a feeling this was going to come up, and I. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure, FSTA Dallas, the winter conference in 2017.
1: Oh wow, that was late, really. I think so. Wow, I thought it was before that. weren't you Maybe at the it was winter 2016? Were you at I'm any of the it. live? weren't you at live finals? Like, around, what What year did you start playing DFS? When did you start really getting into So
0: it would have been the summer after I finished law school. So that would have been summer of 2014. I finished the bar exam. I go oh. back, I go on a vacation to um, my buddy's cabin in Denver. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm grinding poker. Um, actually, it's funny. A guy in the DFS industry now was the poker manager at the time um, there. And oh. I was coming back and... Uh, A buddy gave me a call. I just think I was in the middle of freaking nowhere, Kansas, uh, as I was driving back. And uh, he goes, hey, um, no, you're waiting for bar results that don't come out till November. I got this project that you could work on with me. Um, You know, I'm, I'm trying to get this, I'm trying to do like basically a model for fantasy sports. And I was just like, okay but like what's what's the real value in that like sports betting isn't legal at this point you know right. and it's not really even like readily available
1: so you didn't um, know about daily fantasy sports at all at this point
0: no no okay. and then over the next you know he's like and then he kind of like explained it to me he's like yeah there's a thing called daily fantasy sports you make lineups every day and i was just like wait i can make lineups every freaking day
1: yeah you
0: know i get to optimize my lineups every day this sounds amazing it's like yeah <laughs> the price pools are They weren't that great, but at the time, you know, I was just coming out of law school. Sure. uh, It it sounded like a lot of money, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll like, I'll, I'll do this with you." And then, um, like got like complete fish banked, like Mm. week four, five NFL. Mm -hmm. Like there weren't even live finals back then. No, twenty
1: fourteen there. Oh, there was. Oh yes, there was. I I was going.
0: DraftKings didn't have it because it was an online final. I remember Uh that.
1: Um, 2014. Yes, there was. I guarantee you, there wasn't by that time. When DraftKings, by 14, there was because I was going. Uh, into, there my there was side lot, there my were
0: some, but I know DraftKings wasn't because I won a ticket and it was online. I hundred percent positive. Well, did uh,
1: did you start at DraftKings? Like yeah, is I that started the... at
0: DraftKings. I and then I moved on. Draft Street was still around. I, I moved yeah. to Draft Street from there.
1: Right, because I mean, um, so you don't remember like Daily Joust or any of those?
0: No, Daily Joust was before me. Before you, okay. I wish I, it wasn't,
1: dude. Honest, I, it was. I was Snapdraft and Fantazzle, and then Daily Joust, and then or I was Fanduel in the middle of there. Fanduel's been the whole way through, but then I remember I tell the story about DraftKings, Jason Robbins coming on my podcast when he he would go down from his apartment. And he would sit in his car to record a a segment on my podcast back in like oh 2010, 2011 somewhere around there like when they were just really starting out. And uh, it's fascinating that DraftKings was the one that caught on compared to like 20 other DFS companies at that time, all vying for space. But DraftKings is the one that really just went to next level. So you're you're a lot. You're, man, you're younger than I thought for some reason. For some reason, I thought you were around in 2014, 2015, 2016.
0: I mean, I, I was playing in 24, 2015, 2016. Okay. So, like, maybe I'm a year off. Maybe it was the winter of 2016 where we met. That's possible.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's my
0: first life, because I got hot in one of the falls. I thought it was, honestly, what I should do is just text my buddy and be like, hey, what year was your wedding? <laughs> I, that's where I had the worst DFS beat was at my best friend's wedding.
1: Really? What was yeah. that? What was the beat? Um,
0: so it was college basketball it was college football I I was it was like week two of the college football season I had obliterated the opening night slate it was Duke versus Tulane I could probably look up when the hell last time Duke played Tulane too that could probably answer the question too <laughs> um and I just I I had like I had read a nugget from like the Durham post about how the quarterback loved this receiver he was 3k and just played him everywhere and he had like 15 catches for 240 yards and three touchdowns. And he was like 2%. He was on like every team I had. So yeah. I just cleaned up the entire slate. Um, I, I actually didn't make the fo- the final that's, that one because uh, I had a kid miss the bus. Arizona oh. UTEP. He oh. missed the bus, got suspended, finished Shit. second, third, and fourth in the queue with a zero.
1: Wow. And I Man. was like by
0: a half point. Oh. And it was one of those frustrating things. It wasn't like one of those I could have swapped one off just because of like the way the timing was. Yeah, yeah. But it was so frustrating. I was like, the kid missed the bus. That's And fucked. you suspended him for a whole game against UTEP. You're Arizona. Are you kidding me? Man, that oh. is
1: brutal. Yeah.
0: But man. that wasn't even the bad beat. That wasn't oh. the bad beat. That oh. wasn't it. So that was, I'm just crushing college football. I'm at my buddy's wedding. Mm-hmm. And it is um, TCU playing Texas Tech. And this is before everyone just knew, like, you stacked all the Big 12 games. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I stacked all the Big 12 games. Mm-hmm. And it is um, – uh, Josh Doxson is the TCU receiver, <laughs> and I think the quarterback was Trayvon Boykin uh, for TCU. Yeah. Um, and so all I had to do was I just had to avoid the quarterback throwing it to the running back for a touchdown. They're at the one-yard line. It's fourth and one. Texas Tech is up. I any other outcome is fine. I win like two live final sleeps. I win the slam. I, I, I clean the whole fan slate up. Uh-huh. So I'm sitting at the reception. Um, you know, open bars right next to me. Shout out uh Chris and Lindsay for putting me by the bar. Nice. And so I, I don't have to get up. I've just I got a perfect seat. They were apologizing <laughs> for my seat. And I'm like, I can just reach over to the bar and get a drink. This is the best seat in the house. And so, but like I'm sweating this out pretty good. Quarterback throws it to the receiver, goes off his hands. Running back in the back of the oh, end zone, toe taps it in. Wow! And my face goes like pretty white. <laughs> uh, but I have there's two seconds on the clock, and I got a redraw. If oh. the Texas Tech Jakeem Grant, if Jakeem Grant returns the kickoff for a touchdown, uh, yeah, I can win. Wow! They start doing the lateral thing, doing the lateral thing. It's uh, tackled at the two. Oh my! He returned all the way to the two. Well, they start doing the hook and ladder, hook and ladder, and it got back to him. Oh no! And he got tackled at the two. I literally oh, went Jesus. to the bartender, just gave him a 20. And I was just like. <laughs>
1: Everything. I,
0: and it was, Everything. I didn't know all their all their friends at the time. Like I was the law school friend of there. Right, I didn't right, know right. them that well. And so, so maybe you're right. It was 2015. Cause this would have been right after I finished law school. So maybe it was 2015. Okay. And so, yeah, I just straight pure white. And as soon as they started walking over, they walked to my table. They're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'll be okay. Yeah. It was like a, it was like $130,000 swing. And I was like, I'll be Jesus. okay. I got alcohol. I'll be fine but like all these people saw my faces just go straight white. Like they thought I was getting sick. I was like, no, no, I'm not getting sick, but I want to be sick.
1: Not yet. I'm going to drink until my liver explodes though. After a bad beat like that, my, my worst DFS beat, um, there's been a couple with larger monetary ones, but nothing will ever beat when uh, it was a qualifier seat. We're going for was for baseball. I remember it was a late game. The diamondbacks were playing and I was still living in Chicago at the time, obviously. And, um, All I, all that needed to do, they needed to end the game. Uh, I I was at first by like, wow, six, eight points, something like that. And this is old Fandle scoring. So it was like almost impossible. The only thing I couldn't have Paul Goldschmidt had just gotten on first base for the diamond backs. There was two outs and Aaron fucking Hill was up. And the only person that could have beat me. And the only thing that could have happened was Aaron Hill hit, could not get a triple or a home run. It's all. It's the only two things he could not have happen. Double Goldschmidt scores fine. Fucking Aaron Hill laces one in the gap at Chase Field. No reason, by the way. They were they were uh, th- this game was fucking over, over. It was completely over. I think it was like twelve to three or ten to three or something ridiculous. And uh, laces it, and he could easily stopped at second. He hustles it to third. Play it third. I beat the throw. Beat him. The whole thing. They didn't have. Replay at this point, I think he's fucking out. They called him safe. Tommy G beats me to go to the oh, qualifier. No. It's fucking Tommy. And he, by the way, by the way, Tommy was already on the phone. We were on the phone together and he was congratulating me. And blah blah, oh, blah. he did the GG, oh, yeah, 100%, oh. 100%. And I was and I had to be I was trying to be cordial and I'm like oh at least one of us got it but I'm like you mother you rotten ass motherfucker I sat on the phone during this whole thing with him he's the only person that could have done it and when the play is happening we're both watching it and at different times and like it were both sweated out to the point that it, it was safe and even Tommy didn't react right away because it's like no way he we know he was out we both knew he was out but he got it I ended up qualifying like two days later and uh, got the ticket and all that. But my God, that was to me, that was in my memory forever because I had Uh, to sit on the phone. It's always
0: the live final seats, Jeff. They just sting a little more. It's funny though. I actually ran really good, like six, like eight weeks later um, actually at the defunct fantasy aces, my first ever live final seat Uh, or second or first football. Uh, Were you in the the
1: one at at the the stadium or no? Was Stevie and, uh, no, I, heard... I,
0: that's, I didn't qualify. That was baseball. So this was football. This was after oh, that gotcha. one. Okay. And um, I won the seat by one passing yard because Texas missed the extra point after they hit a Hail Mary to tie the game with one second ago.
1: Oh, geez. Oh, the, because one, the guy one? had a
0: UCLA Texas game stack and he was behind one passing yard. And all they had to do was kick the extra point to set it to overtime. And the kid missed it wow that's why i won my first football life final seat. so you know as fast as it was i, I definitely had some good luck too that that's probably like the best run good i've had where it's like like i'm at the bar I'm like well this is over and my yeah. buddy is i'm taking a shot of something really strong My buddy goes, he missed the kick and i was like dude don't fuck with me he didn't yeah, not, and i look up know, and he so. missed the kick and i was like oh my god
1: <laughs> um, dude that's that's awesome when things it's so rarely that it goes in your favor like that when it does man you just gotta think you lucky stars. Uh, I, I ran so amazing. That's why I'm bummed because that my heyday in DFS, especially, was 2014 through 2016. Of course, when I moved and moved to Arizona, then that was that. Now I have to uh, uh, play a different way, we'll just say, and those who know, know. But, um, you know, it's a whole different thing, like the live finals and stuff. It's not something I don't play
0: qualifiers. Uh, red, I want to get to Denver don't. so bad. Is that the baseball one? baseball fan duel i'm trying so hard oh the white your white socks almost got me there last night stupid angels putting up 15 runs
1: oh is that what happened i know i you were running hot with that white Sox stack it's so yeah oh, but, i was it, late
0: healy's too. healy's san fran put me like in changer and then the angels just uh i was kicking myself i was like man you should have just listened to san fran white Sox. listen to healy he's an he's a goat you idiot what you guys are
1: brian healy's a fucking savant He's such a low key savant. It's so, as soon as
0: he said wow. San Fran, too, I was like, God, this is the spot he always gets right. And I'm always just like, no way. And then they put yeah. up like immediate, and sure enough, it was like immediate, too. I, like,
1: I despise the Giants. I used them yesterday, too. I had uh, Dickerson. And, oh, I had Belt that got replaced, by the way, in that at bat, too, by the way. Uh, that was fucking bro. Ted and I were like, that was, we were going nuts, texting back and forth, watching. Like, you got, wait, he got, wait, he's out. What the fuck just happened? He said, oh, how is this possible? Um, you oh, find out
0: really quickly if you do this long enough, just about so anything is possible.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, because it, it'll go against you. And he, when you start thinking, I'm convinced that when I think of a way that I'm going to lose, that it's going to happen. Like, all if I, well, if these five things happen, which are, if you did the math on it, you're like, oh, there's no, no reasonable chance and then they all just start it starts falling and the one chip falls to the next and that you're like oh my god
0: this is- it starts the, the train starts rolling and you start like thinking yeah. it yourself you get in your own head and next thing you know it's uh yeah
1: yeah it's a uh, it's it's manic it just creates uh it, it could it could reward you and that's the thing why dfs specifically and even like fantasy sports in general I think he drives so many people crazy. And we've seen so many, how many people just in your time in DFS siege have, has been anointed the best, the goat, right? There's been 50 different people at one point in time. Everyone said, Oh, this guy's the best player ever. This guy's the best player ever. Because nobody stays. None of the best player ever stay. And I think that's something that needs to get me give, given more credit people that have actually stayed around and not, Got taken for a million bucks plus and got completely busted. I think that's one of the biggest challenges in DFS.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 a hard thing to do if you're grinding 150 every single day. It's going to take an emotional toll. I, I I think that's part of it too. It's just like some of these guys are playing the highest stakes in the world, and there's only so long you can take it. Right, like you can mm-hmm. just only take those swings and those momentum changes, and it's a high variance sport and. Eventually, you just are sort of like, screw it; it's not worth it anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, I I don't blame them necessarily for that, but I mean, it, it, you start seeing it suffering in your play too, like right before, before you get out, you start like making suboptimal decisions because you're just burned out.
1: Yeah, and that's another another thing is how to play. That's you need to adapt or die. That's another big thing with all of fantasy sports. Quite frankly, is uh, and analysis. You know, we were joking earlier, we were arguing, but, and I was, somebody asked me, like, oh, dude, CJ is like, what the fuck's up with him? And I'm like, dude, I'll take an argument over Pat Shimmer any day because this exact argument was whether or not some asshole spark score, like shit that doesn't matter. But five, eight, 10 years ago, everybody thought it mattered. And it didn't. I, we're evolving as an industry and this basic sports fan is smarter than. You gotta they- zig
0: when people zap too yeah Uh, i'm gonna say it right now on this podcast and Mm -hmm. i I, it's something i was gonna do on the siege mentality podcast i finally Mm -hmm. figured out an episode i wanted to record zero running back is going to win someone the million dollars this year in the best ball Mania. someone's going to win it with zero running back because everyone's going hyper fragile and as i was looking at the draft like in the mid rounds i'm just like these running backs are way too high caliber to be on the board but everyone's going hyper fragile there's more running backs available and Someone's going to win it doing zero running back, zigging one that's a hyper. Everyone's trying to hyper fragile it, and zero RB is going to win it. Someone a million dollars this year.
1: It's uh, it's possible. Do you, see, that, that's another thing, though. I'll I'll say about that. Um, and I think that's where you and I, our philosophies, definitely divide in a lot of ways. Because uh, you, you talked about like total point. What are you going to do in week five or six? And I'm I looked at that like, what do you mean? Like I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't, I'm closing out a championship. I'm always, the way I play, is it to win an overall title? You know And I mean? Now, if I'm playing NFFC, which I do every year, yeah, my strategy will change. But I I truly, I don't go for that. It's just not what I do. It's not who I draft. It's not my strength, quite frankly. I don't like to throw away teams. I don't draft a lot of teams. I don't use 150 plus lineups. And, you know, a lot of the listeners on SiriusXM don't either. So it's just like like a different approach. Whereas, like, even when I'm doing an underdog draft or a DK draft, I would love to win that million, but I recognize I'm never going to do it because I could never do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm perfectly okay grinding out and just beating my opponent week after week after week. It's also, I'm addicted to winning. I'm, I'm like such an addict when it comes to it that I find out if I go oh, lose three weeks in a row I'll fucking I go fucking bananas like I mentally just my own brain starts squashing in I, I don't play for the overalls basically
0: yeah well that's fair enough my brain is the opposite Rick I'm yeah. thinking about like 150 in the underdog and 150 in the draft games and <laughs> you know it's like okay like I mean, you certainly are going to take stands, but it's also like you know. For example, it's funny actually. Like right after we got in the Javante Williams fight, mm-hmm. he was. I thought he was going to fall to me in the seventh round. I was like, God, the irony. I might have to take <laughs> the seventh round. He went he... like two picks in front of me. I think I would have actually had to pull the trigger
1: in the seventh. Though, I, wh- wh- how many team league was that one? Twelve. Wow, I'm very surprised by that because I the well, uh... it might have been
0: the eighth. It actually might have been the eighth because it would have been even it was no. an even round coming back to me. So it might have been the eighth
1: i don't think that's possible i really don't I, i've not I, I can seen pull this it up my, maybe it's the
0: sixth i'll pull it up
1: yeah um, pull it up I, I'll, I'll
0: pull it up i have because i just i drafted this one just a few hours ago Best
1: yeah 8, I, year, it's hard to see oh uh Lord. going that late
0: I'm, yeah, was, I'm sorry it was it was late. it was mid to late sixth yeah
1: okay a little bit better because he's been going that's a guy that again i'm all in on like i'm fucking beyond my chips are in the the center of the table uh as it pertains to him and i'm willing to wait a couple of weeks just like i did with cam Akers. it was the same thing acres didn't really work out that's not i i didn't take victory laps really even though i was taking victory laps for winning a league or you know i believed in acres i loved him coming out of florida state one of the worst offensive lines i'd ever seen uh I, and when he went to the rams i was pleasantly intrigued you know Gurley was gone i but I thought he'd hold off the other guys longer. The injury really derailed his season, but I was happy because I want to have the best team at the end. That's what, like, I, I, I dilly dally for the first, I tell people, Oh, and four start, pfft, not even, it doesn't even register in my brain. I don't even worry about that. I'm not even concerned a smidge. I'll get to the playoffs. And when I do, I like closing those titles. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what I build for. And that's this mock draft is no, no different there so we meet in dallas you think what was the first impressions you got a you know, first impression um what what were we doing we obviously around the hotel bar yeah, i was today. gonna say we were at the I'm hotel fine. bar <laughs> yes, um, normal normal everyday uh uh thing for us i was probably with tommy and the crew this was before guru elite existed though yeah, yeah, you were still with like
0: Alarm at that point. Um, right. mm-hmm. Yeah, we were having a blast. Um, it was actually before <laughs> I even was at RG. Like, that's how early it was. Oh, nice. Um, actually, nice. that's where they made the offer. It was there. Oh, really? So, like, that was, like, really early. Yeah, it was really, really so early. So how did they recognize you? So were you working at all? I was working for SMIZ at uh, Daily Fantasy Boot Camp.
1: Really? You worked at Boot Camp first? I didn't know that. I thought you were RG
0: before Boot Camp. No, I was Boot Camp before RG
1: interesting okay i got
0: super hot in that fall like that fall where i won like i had just come back from disney world where i had maxed out the fan duel basketball final in three uh-huh. days
1: okay i had maxed right.
0: like the first qualifier was the day before christmas i won that one i got absolutely murdered on christmas and then i won two final seats the day after christmas i had maxed out within 72 hours jesus that's what that's... As, the year after that's when i lifted the cap that's running hot too, everybody. I was just, oh, it was just, but it, it was like four months of that, Jeff. I was just mm-hmm. running like God for four months. I was just like I was at. A, oh, this was funny. I was actually going to ask you this because this was one of those moments. This is back when um, Monday Night Football was still on the main slate. So like again, this. Is, oh yeah, yeah. Like way back. Wow. So yeah. I was at the fancy Aces Football Final. I had just finished second and 5th
1: uh-huh. in the
0: hotel room. And it's the week before the DraftKings won in San Diego. So I'm in LA. I'm in, um oh God, what was the name of that city? God, I'm just south of LA. It's on the one of the beach cities. I can't think of the name right now. Um, And so I'm in the hotel room and I'm kind of pissed off. Like I got really bad beat, but whatever. I finished second and fifth in a final. Like can't complain. It was a good payday. Uh-huh. And I was in the megas, like was the, bit, you know, the mega final, like 3,300 queues or something right before that. Uh, And I was in, third and it paid out five seats and i had the second team with the monday night football stack in like 16th and it paid like five spots out and it was the big stack i had eli odell and i had a miami run back i can't remember who the run back was okay and i had a flight booked monday morning to boston because i was supposed to go to a playoff game from draft with DraftKings on tuesday i was going to go home for a week and then i was going to go down to christmas in florida with the family yeah but the live final was in san diego i'm in la (laughs) <laughs> monday morning do you take the flight or do you stay
1: boy man do you want to
0: mess with the karma gods
1: yeah I, man i don't know
0: <laughs> rough... i had no idea i was i took it to the last minute and i was like screw worst thing that happens is you stay no i, I took the flight Oh, okay. I was like, worst thing that happens is I fly to Boston. I win the queue Monday night. I go to the playoff game Tuesday. I fly to San Diego Wednesday. Yeah. And I'm going to be sick as hell. And I'm going to be hungover as hell. But screw it. Like, that's a problem worth having.
1: I would have done it's the exact- same i would have taken that too just as the just because if you stay you're almost too overconfident the gods know that you're gonna you're 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 feeling too
0: good yes it was funny thing is too actually the stack is what like the stack beat my other team so like i thought i was losing the seat and the other team like leaped in to replace it Mm -hmm. so that was it was like a 95 yard touchdown or something some wow. absurd like and they both got the bonus or something and the bonuses or whatnot
1: so you're doing boot camp with uh El zeinfeld El uh, smizzle and all that i did a couple of those i think both of mine that were in chicago uh, i was working
0: on the site it wasn't even the boot camps i was just working on the site
1: oh just work on the site and everything like that okay how did you get in touch with Smiz? it was just a twitter thing
0: yeah i was looking for people and i wrote an article okay. and uh it was after like the game started and so I, it was funny i i literally wrote up an article knowing the result yeah so i just basically made the article look really good
1: wow that's good i mean it's funny how that works you know the thing is there's like a food chain i like guess because smiz had there was a time where i was doing serious xm in like 2010 2011 and i used to do some crazy shit like i did lesbian dial a date like i I did dating game shit i used to do i did crazy ass shit back in the day and on one of them his wife called the show and she was i think she was mad at me for something or whatever and 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 all this stuff and then later on he hit me up on twitter and it was like yeah so you pissed my wife thanks a lot buddy or whatever um you know again that's i mean years and years go by And that's five years before you end up at boot camp. So then you get the job at RG and now you're in the industry. Were you full time right then? I mean, at that point, are you?
0: I mean, I was making more money than I would be as a lawyer. Like I never actually like got to practicing law. I just was always making more money. And I was just like, I'll be just see how long it lasts. And so far, so good. Yeah, so far, so good.
1: I mean that's pretty amazing, really. When you go get a law degree and are licensed attorney, and you're like, "Well, fuck it, I'm making more money in DFS than I am doing," it, than I would be practicing law. That's that's really amazing. How was so? Your RG, you bounced around a little bit. Where um, you went to do RG to Cruncher, or was there stop? RG, to,
0: I I moved to my own site for a bit, and that oh just felt that that felt, it just. Bad timing. More than What I did,
1: think. let me talk about that. that. was Arbor Pro, right?
0: Yeah. That,
1: what, I mean, God, man, that's thing. I, I, back in the day, this is, this is how things have changed. It really, when we used to build companies and do things, you know, again, now I'm old, but I started in 2005, built my own site and reached out to people. It felt like people were a lot more supportive and they were like, oh, good for you. Hey, how are you doing? And the, the industry as a whole. By the time you come up and Arbor Pro, I remember when you started that, man, you got fucking like people went at, just after you. And it was such a weird thing to me. I, you know, and again, I, I'm, I'm guilty as anything by association, I suppose, because people are just like, like I, I didn't understand. Were you surprised at how like shook or how tilted people got that you're trying and you're doing your own site? Like you're building your own brand, your own thing. Were you surprised no. that you weren't no. you knew it was coming
0: people love to hate me jeff
1: i know I, I, why I'm is what is that Chambot
0: of the dfs in your-
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, it, the people love to hate shit. me
0: it's probably because i'm just different i'm wired differently i'm i, I view things from analytical lens. i'm not like the warm and fuzzy and like the politically correct guy i'm the okay, here's the math behind it. This is what the probabilities say, and that's what I'm going to do. But isn't yeah. that
1: sort of PG or PC, I should say? I mean, isn't that a little? I mean, you're not, you are outspoken, meaning you will say what you believe or say what you think. But, but people
0: you, that's, That makes people uncomfortable, Jeff. People.
1: But you're not like controversial. That. I'm the same way, but I say things a little more controversial. I but think, I say them, Jeff,
0: so therefore they're controversial.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I wonder what it is. I, I, I've always been amazed like that that some people there there is something in the air where when you say something, people get tilted. Oh, another person says the exact same thing, and they're just kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever. They whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And I'll, I'll always say it's better the line. I've learned this in eleven years of radio is the more people say they hate you the numbers if you're an analytical guy the numbers suggest otherwise because they're always listening or they're always the more they want to shit on you it's a lot better than people that don't give a fuck and don't care so that always will have that going for you as long as people will engage that is uh that means you're doing something right even if it's negative or even if they're trying to spin it in a negative way but um Okay. So you, you started at that. That was, I was surprised when you were doing that and that's, I thought it was a good idea because
0: you were right idea. High stakes. It was unlucky. I I honestly believe that like, it just got unlucky. Right idea. um, People have run with the idea that we basically were going to do after we did it. Mm -hmm. We just caught we just caught a couple pretty bad breaks. um, Like just personal stuff that got in the way of the goal in yeah. that first six to eight months and it's really hard to recover after that um it's,
1: it's not easy i mean th- that's the thing it's it doesn't mean anybody's bad at what they do it's it's and this that's it's something with fantasy sports that people will never understand and it, that was quite frankly when i got over to guru Elite, something that i wish it was the right move for me to make because it was the right fit I have a business background. I sold a company at GE in 2003 a tech company. Uh, I've been around and around with it um, in the business world for decades now. So I, I know what I'm doing. Uh, that is a strong suit of mine. So like that, it was a good fit, but when people start questioning it, and start thinking, Oh no, you don't know what you're doing. Or you th- you're wrong on this, or we, we got to, you know, not trusting other people that have it, the business side. And that's where things start slowing down. Things start failing. What I'm saying is there's not a lot of good business people in the fantasy sports industry. There just aren't, there's good analysts. There's good entertainers. There's good DFS players. There's good gamblers, betters there's good. People are good at different things, but I think everybody tries to be Mark Cuban or Elon Musk. And that's a huge mistake because they're just not
0: yeah it's just, it's just it's funny like there used to be a time where like this and i think it's funny like i honestly this is going to be a real tangent you can cut me off if you don't let's want go. to go down this road
1: oh i've been waiting let's go
0: <laughs> i really blame the fsta and the fsga for this
1: um uh, okay I,
0: I think that they are really to blame for the lack of unity in this space uh basically just by price gouging the conferences and mm. It's Mm. just like, because people just can't go meet people, Jeff. There's something about when you meet someone face to face. Yes. Like 95% of the time I meet people and, you know, I meet their face and I always get this. Gee whiz, you're not what I thought you were from Twitter. No shit. It's (laughs) Twitter. (laughs) It's not real life. It's not real life, people. It's a fucking web software. (laughs) What do you think it is? Yes. Right. And it's, it's just, like, it, 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 it just like, it's, it just created all this tension and all this anxiety between everyone. And there aren't these things to just go meet and hang out and be people and realize that we all just love fantasy sports. And it's just like, I, I think that they missed the ball. I don't know if it's greed. I don't know if it's the cost of the lobbying, whatever it is. I think that they've really screwed it up and they've turned this into a, this versus them thing across this industry because there just aren't these times to meet up Um, it's
1: it's gotten a little bit more inclusive recent years but i think you're right i I think you're onto something because there was a point in time i remember me and pete jennings talking about this circa 2015 there was a conference in vegas and uh yeah i was inside talking you know whatever and then we were uh, i left i was walking back to the like the, the casino part down that long conference hall uh, walkway and pete jennings was there and he was pissed i mean I, I mean i've never seen pete angry this is the first time probably last time i've ever seen him furious and he was like these fuckers don't care they don't care about dfs they, they're they not even trying and he wasn't wrong he wasn't and i think. DFS threatened a lot of people and now they're trying to embrace gaming and betting more so than they ever did with DFS. But that was a major thing. Like they didn't want this little dirty DFS thing, even though it was bringing in 90% of the money back in you know, 2012 through 2018, they didn't want to acknowledge it. They didn't want to promote it. They didn't want that. They were acted like these you know, 12 by 12, five by five rota leagues were, paying the freight and that's what most people wanted to join and do and it wasn't people wanted dfs and you know all these guys who went on the great things weren't being acknowledged so i think you're not wrong about the fsta fsga lack of acknowledgement at least the slowness it hasn't even gotten of,
0: better i uh, maybe i'm just bitter because so? like the price of the fucking austin conference like i want to be there i want to sure. go i also right. don't want to spend 1800 for a conference that i'm not going to learn shit at
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like,
0: um, I would like to go golfing with my friends, and I would like to go hang out at the bar and watch games and, and catch up, and that's what I want to do, you know? And it's just like, God, why the fuck are you making this so impossible to do?
1: It's really expensive. And I know I
0: can't be alone on that. I know no, I can't be alone because oh. I started doing some, like, meetups in St. Louis for DFS people, like, pre-pandemic, and, yeah. like, 25, 30 people would show up and just yeah. have fun. Like, we mm. can't do that?
1: right. I mean, there's no reason. That's why, I mean, a lot of people do end up going to the conference and not paying to get in and they just want the hotel bars are where all the deals are made anyway.
0: Honestly, I came this close to doing, I, I you can't yeah. see my face, but I came up that close to doing the same thing. Yeah.
1: I mean, um, uh, I would not discourage you from doing it. I mean, I think there's stuff to be learned at those, but like you said, most businesses, especially small businesses in this space, just can't. Get ahead if they're paying fifteen hundred dollars ahead. Trust me, we tried. Conference. We tried. Yeah, exactly. So go hang out at the hotel bar. But uh yeah, man. The, the, I I love those conferences, I had a lot of good times. Like I said, meeting people, I think that is something that's desperately needed, especially coming off this pandemic and uh, and and all that, because you know, people need to get together more and get out there and mingle. There's a lot of customers, a lot of people that need us and they need evolution in this space. They this need gambling
0: new- war isn't helping anybody right now. We're, we're beating, someone's going to beat us all to the punch mm-hmm. and just cause we're beating Hold each up. other up and someone's just going to go. what? Yep. Thank you yes. very much. Have a nice yep. day when we should all just be making money. And yeah,
1: it should be <laughs> that that leads to a whole different conversation, but from the business side of things, but I want to get your vantage point because at this point, so you're working, I at RG at that stage, and then you you start out at Arbor Pro. Arbor Pro was was it right after Guru Elite?
0: No, right it after? was a year or so after. I mean, okay. I'm not sure people know that. Like, I almost went to Guru Elite when it was yeah. starting.
1: Yes, you did.
0: Yeah. Um, there well. was a 20 minute period in time where I had agreed to a deal
1: mm-hmm. with Guru Elite. Um, yep. You're not alone. Everybody like Tommy was on the phones and I, I, that's something I don't know if you know this, but I was from June of 2016, This was by the way, right. This is back when I was even in Illinois before I moved to Arizona. Like I'm on the phone with Tommy going over his decision to leave scout and you know, who's he's bringing in. He wanted to do the joint venture and he was going to come to alarm for a period of time. Like that was, that was a done deal. And then it wasn't and then you know Kevin got in the mix and then then you know all this all this stuff was happening and then you know who we brought over and you were the one of the names see we had to have yeah so we had met by then.
0: Oh um, yeah 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 what well, year was school Elite? 2016. That was 2016?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I think you're, you're ahead. Uh,
0: it it must have been like 2014 then.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. because uh, I mean, Do you remember
0: Minnesota? Ooh, we a- it was 2016?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God,
0: I think it was 2017. Yeah, it must have been like early 2015 and then late 2015.
1: Right. The, uh You remember us meeting in Minnesota? We were hanging out in Minnesota after a Twins game. I don't know if there was a live final or FSTA. That or was something. the
0: FSTA. So that is when I made the final decision. I was leaving RJ. Okay. And no one knew at that point. And it got very awkward very quickly. Yeah. I think they had a feeling something was going on. Because mm-hmm. anytime I'd come to talk to you guys, like they would immediately come over. <laughs> it was bad. And I was just like, Yeah. Um. Yeah. We ended up sneaking out to a bar and just talking for a bit.
1: But yeah. Um, the analyst wars back in those days, oh, man.
0: <laughs> it was- I just, I was just so unhappy by the end. I was just really miserable. I, I, I wish. I wish Tommy had just honored the original terms of our deal and I had left the first time. I wish I yeah. had that back.
1: Well, I think I mean we spread ourselves so thin by that point. Like I mean,
0: we were no, this making... was the, no, no. This was like at the beginning. Oh beginning, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right after he had brought in Hefe.
1: Like right in October.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was me right about then. I was good. the plan was I was going to follow Hefe, and then yep. didn't you know, things fell through. But
1: same um, with uh, DC. It was the same, I and mean, he like there was a bunch of those that trying to bring everybody in uh, a powerhouse group there. So, but Gurley, it was, it's been an interesting ride. That's for sure. It's such a wild time. I mean, what was the view from the outside at that point? So you, you didn't come over, you stayed RG, you were um, then started Arbor Pro. What was the view like from the outside at that point?
0: It was he getting pissed. so toxic already, Jeff. What was? He, the, the whole industry at that point. You mm-hmm. mean about like a guru? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, you guys are printing. I I had I had regrets. Uh, um, okay. but I mean it was also the right decision given what the final like I it was the right monetary decision. I just wish it hadn't been the right monetary decision. Um you know, like most things in life, it comes down to money at some point. Um and it was just the wrong it just ended up the wrong way um but yeah you guys were killing it right away i kind of thought it was a freight train that was never going to stop um well it isn't really stopping now i guess either but (laughs) it it just felt like it was gonna just like the real question was what it wasn't like the question was just who you gonna buy next when was it it was just like it was like this freight train that just couldn't be stopped
1: yeah i mean that that's i'm sure and it was in a lot of ways it really was like that and it was like acquiring talent and acquiring that's the thing we should have done is merge more companies like you said before there are so many good small companies around here that think they're big companies and they do one thing well and what everyone doesn't seem to realize is if you put them all together these pieces are amazing they form a really good thing that i think would be better for customers and better for users and better for everybody but again uh ego gets in the way of that just like a, a lot of different businesses and a lot of different industries so then you ended up so you're coming in uh you're at our pro pandemic ends up hitting you see you joined elite sports you joined us during a pandemic and you did it as like you know seemingly people kept still thought by losing folks like collins dc Adams, uh, Tommy, then of course, you were here. Were you here before or after time? I guess after technically.
0: Technically after, but it wasn't public. I was, I, you, you let you me know it 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 beforehand, but right. I don't think the world knew at that point.
1: Possibly not. So, I mean, what was that to say? I mean, that was a tough one. Uh, I mean, I, I give you a lot of credit for that because, you know, perception is so much in this industry. And at that point, people thought, Oh shit. Guru elite's dead. Elite Sports is dead. They've losing everybody. They're in so much trouble. All that, you know. What 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 was your mind like in, in deciding? Because I know you had other offers uh, around the industry.
0: You know, I, I don't want to badmouth anyone, so I'm trying to say this politely. Um, yeah. There's just certain people that you, can, when they're talking to you, you just know they're telling you like a hundred percent the truth. They're not giving you the coat version, mm. and. I don't think it was like intentional by anyone, but you could also just tell in someone's voice and maybe it's the lawyer in me. Maybe it's the cynic in me that you can just kind of tell when people are just kind of giving you the,
1: yeah. Oh
0: yeah. You know, they're just trying to tell you what you want to hear. Right. And I think that was the best part about talking to you and talking to Rob is I wasn't getting the, you know, the sugarcoat version. Like, Everything will be fine by December. You know, we'll be back to normal for football season. It'll be 100% of where we were and it'll be fine. Like nothing ever happened. And I'm like, yeah. okay, what fairy tale world are you living in? <laughs> like, that's not what's going to happen at all. Yeah. Um, you know, like this, this is going to be going on through 2021 into 2022. And I felt like there was just a more, a plan that I understood, a reasonable timeline mm. that made sense. And you know, I also kind of knew kind of what the other pieces were out there, right? What what was what were the other options that were gonna come the fall into place and yeah. I was just more comfortable with those than maybe some of the other ones.
1: Well, that's uh, good to hear. And I appreciate that because, you know, that uh, at the end of the day, that's all you have. And this when you treat people like shit or if you lie to people, it all catches up. There's there's no escaping. I don't it. want to
0: say anyone was lying to me, Jeff. I, I know. Well, no, I know. Like no, I, know I know.
1: Or whatever it is. But there is that there is that element. I mean, there's an element I've been maybe it's because I this- just
0: knew you more. Like maybe it's because we were at these conferences and I, I, I kind of knew you. Maybe that was maybe that was the difference. I don't know. But I just when you were talking to me about the vision, I just believed it more.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. And I'm glad you decided to trust in uh, what we're doing. And, you know, again, it's a great team. I'd say it's talent. There's no doubt. I don't like to badmouth anybody either. And like the whole crew of Guru Elite was fantastic. I've said this many times. Uh, Don't regret those days at all. Just it was a different dynamic and it was a very powerful dynamic and a very uh, talented dynamic but man you know i love the way you ricky healy vlad ted and just a whole crew here just it just this is more together of a team than we've ever had and uh i like that i like the fact that we could have arguments about a player and it's not like all of a sudden I hate you for some odd reason, or you hate me. It, you know, it, it's not a personal thing. It's just a disagreement about a player. And I think ultimately the part that everybody missed out of the, I think the customers benefit Like people benefit a lot more than that when, you know, we're all kind of pulling on the same rope.
0: Yeah, completely agree. And, Customers aren't stupid; they can figure it out. <laughs> they know.
1: They know. They can smell uh, when something somebody's not giving them the uh, the the right answers at all. Um, uh, man, Siege, we're an hour and a half in already. It's now no surprise you and I could talk forever for sure. I don't want to keep the people that much longer, but as we go forward, I, I did want to ask you, looking out, uh, what are you most excited about? Like what's the future of the industry? What are you, what are you working on personally? Like, what are you into right now? Where do you see things going?
0: Well, I I think it's no secret that I think Formula One's the next sport that's going to take over America in the next, uh... Why do
1: you think that, by the way? Because I, I mean, I'm a Indy 500 guy from way back, but I'm not, I never got into F1.
0: Because it's the, 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 the drama, the things that they'll say, the money behind it, um they just will say what they mean, Jeff. They will just talk smack to each other. Like the F1 series does a decent job on Netflix. If you haven't watched the formula one on Netflix, I would encourage you to start it today. I'm not, yeah. Oh, Jeff. Oh, you have to start it. You're missing out. Um, I, if you like trash talking, you like teams that don't like each other. You like racers that don't like each other. You like racing, you like crashes it's for you. It just, the, the drama, like even in between teams, like there's a one driver and a two driver on both teams. And yeah. sometimes when they switch the one, the two drive around, cause the two drivers better the one driver just does not like it at all. And the contract negotiations happen in the middle of the season. So like, then you have to work with them for half a season, even though you're they're leaving to go to a rival and, Oh, it's just so much fun. There's so much drama. The court, the racetracks are all different. Um, It's just, yeah. And I think the betting markets are starting to expand a little bit too. And there's a real edge in knowing like which cars perform where. And it's going to get better. Cause they're going to like get, make the, they're changing the regulations up for next year. And mm-hmm. there's going to be more teams competitive. And as soon as there's more teams competitive, it's just going to be rocket ship second race in America too. It's going to be,
1: it's you, going to be places. Uh, you love posting F1 bets on elite sports betting.com. What's the best way to bet formula one in your opinion, you bet to win finish is it like nascar to win like, top it?
0: three and then i did really well last year on um drivers to not finish and this year i struggled and i finally was just like "Ah, oh, it's monocle i don't want to bet it and immediately the two i had on my sheet would have been like plus 500 winners and i'm just sitting there banging my head against the desk <laughs> being like you wuss like that was 10 units down the drain i'm like oh come on you wuss one of them was just downright egregious because the guy had wrecked in practice and i knew better i was like this team is too cheap to repair the car correctly he's gonna break down he didn't even make it to the starting line i he was already out really? of the race before i even woke up to turn on the tv and i was just like oh my god that was five units like i could have five minutes before i even had a cup of coffee oh, shit. i was not happy at myself it's like oh. that was so stupid
1: I'll tell you, man, I, there is a shakeup happening in professional sports in the United States. There is a sh- massive shakeup. Baseball is falling every day. It's just dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. And the top, the, the leaders there just keep fucking up. Uh, NBA's got problems. They're really political, even though the game's exciting. Got The great betting contest, too. We
0: saw it in like 2019 before like the betting live finals. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be a thing
1: yeah oh, oh yeah
0: those what are I did, great so much fun oh those Even are like got awesome. my ass kicked because the fucking sit the chargers the san diego chargers fucking called like <laughs> 17 timeouts down like 30 points to back door me on an alternate under i had like fifty thousand dollars on i was not happy shit i had run it off the bankroll like 50k and i had this like i got like i bet the Pats first it was against like the Pats were the underdogs at home that year against the Chargers and I bet them first quarter, bat them second quarter, I'm just crushing the bankroll. And I got this alt under by like, it was like 80 something. And then they're down like 35 and they're calling timeouts with a minute and a half to go. I'm like, come on. Oh. And sure enough, like ridiculous catch down the sideline, the cat score a touchdown with four seconds to go. And I was just like, bar, <laughs> just hand me a triple, please.
1: The siege, everybody. Uh, see, what are you, so what do you think, what sport are you best at? What sport as an analyst? Or player and or player, either DFS betting, whatever. what sport, what's, what's your number one?
0: I think I'm the best at baseball analysis. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wonder if I am like, I, if I was being honest with myself, if I optimize my lineups correctly, I've been better of late, I think, mm-hmm. but I think there was definitely a two or three year stretch where maybe I wasn't, I would have the right analysis, but I was not leveraging correctly against the field. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think I, I probably left a lot of money on the table that way. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna hide it. Like there was stuff, but I think now I'm in a much better spot with baseball than I was um, in the past. Um, you know, but playing, I would say probably my best sport is college football, and I, it just it it, it always was, it always will be. Um, it just needs to get bigger again, it's really to be worth my time. But I mean, Jeff, that 2015 season, I, I just. I, I just the, that was the last season of like the old college football where you could play in every state. I was just. Yeah, I, I, I just, loved it. Uh, I obliterated. I, had, I, obliterated, I, I just, yeah,
1: that was a uh, there was a moment I had um, Brian Hill, who was at like fucking was he Wyoming or I forgot what school he was at. And I plugged them in, Ted had recommended them to me and I'm like, all right, I'll do this. I was still in Illinois at the time. And he just went fucking bananas, like seven touchdowns. And I won 20 K in a college football, like top prize in DraftKings GPP. I was just like, holy shit. Like I'm not even, I I love college football, but during the NFL season, I just can't cover it but that was you uh, were
0: correct by the way wyoming
1: was it wyoming look at that random just pull i remember it was just a
0: random school and ted had liked what a season what a season he had 349 rushing attempts 800 and 1860 yards and 22 touchdowns
1: do wild right i mean just just a fucking wow and again he's just a
0: guy in the nfl just remind you yeah and he's a rant he's a
1: complete and utter rando i wonder what was the uh that game, I wonder is it had to have been 2015 season because I think it was like before I moved where he just just went completely crazy and uh and and won me a 20k uh pool on DraftKings, man. That was that was a good one because I did not anticipate that going into it. Yeah. But I love college football, that's for sure. I love the siege. He's one of the best in the business. Everybody uh,
0: yeah, I can tell you who it was. Week oh. two, eastern Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Uh it was eastern Michigan. 21 21 carries, 242 yards, and two touchdowns.
1: Oh, nice! Oh,
0: was it only two touchdowns? Didn't he have more touchdowns than that? Well, he yeah, had no? 242 rushing yards. You know. Yeah,
1: I know it was.
0: Yeah, <laughs> tough break, man. You know, only, break. only worth like 40 fantasy points. Yeah, and I'm sure he was free too.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it was an absolute nothing, and uh that, that's. Uh, I'm like, all right, Ted. I've given Ted probably. All right, Jeff, a... I know you're gonna log oh. up, but
0: why don't you make your next pick? Of the mock draft, give them a little tease of the staff draft. Right oh, you're on the clock.
1: We have a mock draft in the M. Is it on me? I have to pull up That's why I think you should give the people right, a little I'll tease. The people, uh, let me see what I got. So far, my team is Nick Chubb, DK Metcalf, Patrick Mahomes, Chris Godwin, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. So. Uh, boy, I, this is one of those situations. Could use a tight end. I need another receiver to start running back depth is never a real problem. This is where I love to draft running backs because everybody else just I, I, I love my game theory siege is this I, everybody will draft their team normally running backs early and then they all try to check off their starting positions all the time. Where I'm like, ah, I, I'm pretty confident I could pull a wide receiver in round 10 that I'm going to start even a week one. Like I, I have that kind of confidence. So I don't mind building up some more, uh, some more depth here. Let me see who's gone. Sutton's gone. Juju's gone. Chase Edmonds is gone. T Higgins is gone. Interesting pick. Chase Claypool, my dude, that's a Notre Dame guy. Siege, we should both like him. Jerry Judy. See, that's the thing about drafting the Denver running game. Is now kind of leaves me. I'm not going to go all in Denver offense. Noah Fant, Judy, Cortland Sutton, all very intriguing players, but I don't want to be overweight on the Broncos for the reasons we argued about before. I, I prefer to go there. Um, let me see who my no, top rated wide receiver is here um let me see convenient!
0: did you know there's a list of players that have been drafted on the on the second tab i don't know who did this but whoever did this no there's i i do not know that are you serious i did not know that either until (laughs) i just clicked over and i was like what's the thing that says list and fair enough it's a list
1: that's (laughs) incredible uh i did not know that um man this is a tough one my next best running back and you pick right after me by the way
0: i know i do
1: i'm not i mean miles gaskin leonard fournette oh david johnson these are not Gaskin
0: gone by the way
1: oh is he gone okay i didn't have him marked off like this is even that i would not want i don't have a lot of love everybody left is just role players which is fine you know i, I could do that and steal some other people's handcuffs i think the wide receiver pool right now tight ends don't make any difference to me at this point after goddard was gone um i just don't don't really have anybody of interest there i'm gonna i'll strike for the fences i think there's there's two guys two wide receivers with massive upside Um, uh, one of which though is in uncomfortable territory and that's kenny galladay with the new york he's Cow- gone
0: oh is he gone yeah really? i just look i just looked for him and he was gone where was i picked place? after you and i, I he was where on did kenny galladay
1: go i didn't see fourth him.
0: round to your boy ted schuster
1: Oh, my God. All right. Ted's out of his fucking mind. But, uh, okay. Well, um, now I got to – well, the guy I want to choose anyway. I wasn't going to choose Holiday. Really, I'm I'm high. I like what Carolina has done this year – or last year. I love Joe Brady's offense. Joe Brady, by the way, the next head coach of the Denver Broncos, have said that repeatedly for the last three, four months. I'll just take
0: my guy already. Just do it. Who,
1: is it Robbie Anderson? Because that's who I'm taking. It's yeah, Robbie Anderson. If, yeah, that's what I was
0: afraid you were gonna do
1: with Sam Darnold. He's my next highest rated. It was Anderson at 21, Galladay at 22. Those are my next highest wide receivers. And so,
0: yeah, I was very much afraid that's what you were gonna do.
1: Yeah, Siege. Yeah, see, I got you back.
0: Now you have to compliment me, Siege. How brutal is this? The yeah, worst okay. case scenario. Well, I mean, once I read off my team, people are gonna understand why I'm I'm just being so conc- so nice and confident. I mean, I got Alvin Kamara in the late first round, Joe Mixon, George Kittle, Julio Jones. Got that flex all figured out between Kareem Hunt and Mike Davis. So I need a wide receiver um, mm-hmm. pretty clearly here. Um, I guess I could take a quarterback, but there really isn't one available to me. That's of the. Oh, there's enough. tons of
1: quarterbacks available. Yeah, there's a ton
0: too. available. I can get one on the way back. Oh boy.
1: I'll say this. Kamara's gonna be disappointing this year because no the pass catching is gonna go down. He'll be
0: fine. Jameis Winston will be fine.
1: There's a big difference between 81 catches a season and 58.
0: I'll take the over 58 right now.
1: Well we'll we'll see. all Uh, right. That hear that
0: folks? That's the train backing up. The no, beep, oh, so,
1: yeah. beep. <laughs> like, well, I'm surprised you have any strength and energy left after moving all the goalposts like you did earlier today. I didn't move the goalposts. Oh, down. you oh, moved all the goal. Oh, you were moving backs, whoever. Like the 1950s up in here. <laughs> the way you all right.
0: I, I took Curtis Samuel. I need a wide receiver. Oh,
1: finally a terrible pick. All right.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he's, he's whatever. He's going to be a <laughs> rotating guy. Uh, he's he's the next highest, highest one on my board. People that are smart, people that are smarter than me love him. I'm, I'm lukewarm, but. Uh, again, I, I my interested. wide receiver. I just need some wide receiver guys that can rotate in and out. You're gonna see and, a uh, lot of wide receivers on this
1: team. Real forward, quick so. before we head off, Siege, And By the way, the Fantasy Guru Draft Guide likely available as you guys are listening to this will be available on June 1st. FantasyGuru.com, only place on earth with that information. This mock draft, the hotly contested mock draft here with the uh, 12 of our uh, best, most esteemed analysts over at Fantasy Guru, a part of it, but. You chose Julio Jones in round four. Pretty damn good deal realistically, but where does he play? Let's leave the people with this.
0: Do you want the Homer answer or where I think he's going to? Accept? Oh, you think it's going to be New England? No, that's, that's where I want him to play. I don't think that's where he's going to end up though. Where do you I think? heard this the other day from someone I kind of trust. And I really kind of hope it comes true. If it's not New England it? and honestly, better it might be, be a spot. What
1: you better be saying me is the person who trust.
0: I mean, you didn't tell me where he was going. I don't think. I told a lot of people. Okay, what do you think? Uh, you didn't tell me. Um, I think he's gonna be on the Los Angeles Chargers next year.
1: Oh, uh, in this year, twenty twenty one. Yeah,
0: twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think he's gonna be in LA.
1: That's an interesting one. I I think it's the Colts, Indianapolis Colts.
0: They don't have the money. They they can't. Oh,
1: they the do. Money. Yeah, they do. Yeah. How? Oh, yeah. What do you mean? How they have they have the third most money on their cap. They have like eighteen million under. Yes, I,
0: they do. I thought they had five million. Nope, they get eighteen million. Did they Yeah, they don't spend the Colts. Will, I don't know why. Oh, they got fourteen million. No, they have yeah. they've uh what do they have. They've got twelve point one effective. So they got, they have to free up some room, but still, I guess you could do that.
1: Yeah, the Colts uh, they they don't spend. Now, granted, who knows if they'll actually go for it? They should. They don't spend money for whatever reason, and it's absolutely driven me nuts the last couple of years. They've had tons of cap room, and they get meager free agents. They don't really, you know. Make any big splashes. This would be the splash that they need, especially if they want Wentz to succeed. So, well, will be interesting. That is for sure. Siege, been a great time, my dude. Always appreciate you stopping by. I think this is the first time for you on the podcast, but let's not make it the last, okay? All
0: uh, right. That sounds like a Maybe next time we'll actually talk more sports.
1: I know, right? Well, this was a background getting to know you stuff. It's the off-season, folks. We'll have plenty more football takes in the days and weeks ahead. Remember to follow the Siege on Twitter, at the siege s e i g e d f s we didn't even get into the misspelling uh, part of this but uh, we'll leave that for another time get all his work over at fantasy.com for daily fantasy sports f1 bets nba bets mlb bets elite sports betting.com and of course a major contributor to our draft guide and fantasy football coverage over at fantasyguru.com. i am jeff man's follow me at jeff underscore man's on twitter the jeff man's on facebook instagram snapchat and tiktok Appreciate you guys downloading. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Not nearly as controversial as we thought, but remember folks said a lot of things over the last 90 minutes on this podcast. Maybe you agree. Maybe you disagree. Perfectly. All right. This is, it was one man's opinion. See you next time, everybody.
0: Deuces.